ghosts, specters, whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As in the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. And why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it. But hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. (laughs) Two people just winging it in life and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. Welcome to History of Haunting. I'm Carrie. And I'm Laura. And Archie is still vacationing. We can't find him. We, We've been we looking. Lost. We're we not lost. really sure. We lost, we lost him. him. <laughs> um, how do you feel after your uh, first solo history lesson? Um, you know, fairly good. Um, no one's told me how terrible it was. I'm still waiting for Archie's um, score. So I think once I see that, then I'll know for sure, you know, yeah. how I'm doing. That you will see uh, in the morning when the social media promoting the episode comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he's excited also... excited and frightened. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that you scored higher than I scored with him on Amityville, which oh, pissed hey. me <laughs> off a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, Amityville's a doozy too. I was like, "You fuck." Exactly, an easy one, right? Um, yeah. So uh, he's also scored you on tonight's episode, uh, which that you'll see that score next week. All right. So, yeah. I don't have any EVPs. Do you have any? No. No. Nope. Nope. How's right. life? Life is good. Life. Um, we are finally going to start working in our yard and like buying flowers and, you know, doing all of that fun decorative type of stuff. Um, we are not this weekend, but next weekend's a three day weekend for us. Mm-hmm. So um, the 4th of July is actually um, Koi's grandfather, Frank, who passed away in December is his birthday. So we're planning mm-hmm. a Japanese red maple tree in our backyard for him on oh, 4th of July. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So Koi picked it out, and there's one. So we <laughs> he had to go to the doctor a couple of weeks ago, and like right out in front of the entryway is this giant planter with the most beautiful Japanese red maple tree in it. And he was like, "Can we get this kind of tree for Grandpa?" And I was like, mm, "Yeah, whatever. You know, we can get whatever tree you want. You know, that isn't like already you know like a currently huge tree that we have to relocate." a baby right. tree <laughs> sure yes um <laughs> so that's that's what he decided on um so we're looking forward to that i have no idea how to plant a tree um so i'm hoping the kind folks at the japanese red maple tree farm will tell me the right way to do this because i have no idea yeah so i look forward to some videos yeah, <laughs> see how this, how this right. Out. I should put it on the TikTok because it should. It's yeah. It's, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be something. <laughs> um, but we bought 
some hydrangeas and we're going to go get some petunias and uh, geraniums and stuff like that this weekend. So we're going to do a little gardening and just, you know, all that fun stuff that, you know, homeowners apparently do. Oh, sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. So. Getting in the groove. Getting in the groove. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, yes. How about you? How's life? You know, it's good. I'm melting almost every day, but um, you know, trying to make the best of the years in the summer. Um, by to going to fucking Belize. Well, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> it will help. Me, like, not be melting in Arizona if I'm... And then here to Raleigh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and making the most of the Arizona summer. By getting <laughs> by the leaving. out of town. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way. <laughs> it's really the only way to survive the Arizona summer. Mm-hmm. Not be here. Um, as much of it as you possibly can. So um, that's a plan. Yeah, so Zane uh, heads off to Texas to visit family this uh, weekend. So I've been getting him ready to go and getting myself ready to go to Belize in a week. And yeah, pretty much just being excited about that trip. That Arizona summer we're both looking forward to. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, I've heard we're going to get some tropical weather next week, which would be super nice. I mean, it's still going to be hot. The funny thing is I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's going to be, you know, it's warm and it's yeah. probably a little humid, but I'm like, mm, it's 117. That'll be fine. As any, um, <laughs> honestly, manage. anything is better than 117. Like, I think I saw that you guys have a couple of days of like 112, 113, but mm-hmm. it's after it's the today. rain or whatever. Or was that today? Yeah, today wasn't too bad. I mean, it's so just um, godly, but, you know. Yeah. Every now and then I do watch um, Arizona Family just because, you know, Phoenix is my home. And so I'm like, what's going on, you know, back home? And so every now and then I'll watch it on their little app, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was watching it this morning when I was getting ready for work. And I'm like, oh, they're going to get some rain finally because you guys fucking need it. Which is also yeah, weird well, we to say those... you guys. Yeah. Because I don't, well, I'm, I'm not in Arizona anymore and it's weird. Yeah, we do have those fires up north, so it really helped, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, to get those under control. Yeah. Um, I did want to, and I know I'm not the only one, a lot of people wanted to escape uh, Phoenix, and we usually go up north to get away, mm-hmm. um, yep. get some relief from the heat, and you really can't be going up there right now because of the fires, and you know they might need those um, roads for evacuation, so it's really just not good to be up there in the way well and that's what yeah that's what koi's grandma was was telling me the other day was that the family was planning to go up to flagstaff for the fourth of july they usually go to california and they're all together but because it's the first year um after it's for it's frank's first birthday since he's passed away so they didn't want to do the usual stuff but they were concerned that maybe they shouldn't be going up there because of the fires like you said so i guess we'll see what they decide yeah, I mean, same thing. Wanted to kind of go up this weekend, but not possible right now. So yeah, for sure. I guess I guess I'll have to do that when I'm enjoying the rest of my Phoenix summer. When I come back, <laughs> I'll try to enjoy it from Flagstaff. I mean, quite honestly, by the you're going to be traveling, but your Arizona summers, Phoenix summers, last until like October. So you're gonna still. Mm. It's not like it's going to be almost gone by the time you get back. No, I'll miss uh, half of July, and then um, yeah, then I'll have the next uh, at least uh, three months, six, to, right? Pretty much long three time. months. Yeah, to still enjoy it. Yeah, it'll be yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we are planning to go down to Rocky Point, I think in September. So there's some breaks in there coming up. So it'll be okay. Oh, that'll be cool. Are you going to drive? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you have to, you have to go by Phelps hospital and tell me what it looks like. And if it's, I doubt they will have started any kind of construction on it for the hotel or anything yet, but you got to mm-hmm. tell me if you see any yeah. like, signs or anything, because we're just know. not getting any information on like what's to come with that place. So. Yeah, absolutely. Today we are going to old South Pittsburgh hospital. Mm-hmm. Yay! Not in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. No, it is not. Don't no. let the title deceive you. There is because no I was age. also. Su- oh, were you? <laughs> I, was I was like thinking it was going to be in I don't know Pittsburgh because it's called Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> My surprise yeah. that it's not there. Yeah, and there's no H in Pittsburgh, so it's that's how you know it's a whole other different Pittsburgh. <laughs> Very funny. So, um. For the history, I found my information on Wikipedia, um, OSPHPRC.com and smalltownbigworld.com. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, South Pittsburgh, no H, is a city in Marion County, Tennessee, United States. Um, It's part of the Chattanooga, Tennessee um, metropolitan area. Oh, really? Uh, Okay. Mm hmm. So the population was almost 3,000 people at the 2010 census. Um, South Pittsburgh is also home to the National Cornbread Festival. Really? Which <laughs> I thought sounded one awesome and two, I might have been hungry when I wrote this. <laughs> and so I let me tell you that. about all the recipes you can buy <laughs> at the festival. <laughs> Just in case you plan a trip, you should go at the time of the National Cornbread Festival. <laughs> Why not? Time it out. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, the history of the land um, that this hospital was built on mm, is yeah. super interesting. So, um, one of the big things about this land um, is that there is a natural base spring that runs underneath the hospital. Um, it runs directly into the northwest region of the Tennessee River. Um, it is because of the spring that a lot of people, you know, throughout history were attracted to the area. Okay. So in its earliest days, the city of South Pittsburgh was simply referred to as Pittsburgh Landing. It is said that a ferry located approximately one eighth of a mile from the hospital's grounds uh, transported soldiers from the north and the south to the region so they could make their way to the popular battlefield known as Chickam- Chickamauga. I think it's Chickamauga. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was right. It was a Cherokee land wasn't mm-hmm. it yeah yeah okay so back in the year of 1778 a special tribe identified as the chia used the land where the haunted hospital now stands for living and engaging in day-to-day activities that enhance their survival so examples of these activities included you know growing extravagant orchards hunting for various types of animals needed to the region and fishing and during bread. the civil war and what and, and the bread. cornbread of course and the cornbread <laughs> Pre-American cornbread. Right, right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> indigenous <laughs> cornbread. Exactly. The original During cornbread. This... <laughs> <laughs> I might be cornbread hungry native too. to the area. <laughs> I might be hungry too. <laughs> right. And we're all gonna leave and like break out our jiffy cornbread. 
boxes <laughs> from the back of the pantry. Uh, just like my ancestors <laughs> made. Right, exactly. Right. So during the uh, Civil War era, era, good Lord, the tribe permitted the soldiers from the North to use a section of land that is now behind the Old South Pittsburgh Hospital to store various supplies, such as artillery. Unfortunately, the soldiers of the South eventually invaded the region and launched assaults on the Union soldiers. As a result, many Union members, individuals of the tribe, and even Indians in the Cherokee tribe died, and the Confederate soldiers emerged victorious. Now, I got the bastards. Um, it was supposed to be that there was, um, that it was bombed. So it was like a pretty bad, from all accounts that I could find, it seemed like it was a pretty bad loss um, when they first lost the land. Yeah, um, it was kind of like a, like a massacre, really. Yeah, and it looks like they all got bombed out. Like it was, it was really, um, yeah, pretty much a massacre. Very one-sided victory. Yuck. Yeah. So by the end of the summer of 1863, um, the Union soldiers had successfully reclaimed the land um, until the end of the Civil War. Okay. So despite this, many individuals residing in the community experienced numerous hardships because of the fact that many soldiers took the livestock they had raised, the food they had stored, any items that could be used for first aid purposes, and any other kind of type of necessities. Right. Um, so the indigenous people realized that they could experience a high level of fortune by selling the various types of minerals native to the region, as well as the limestone heavily present in the ge- uh, geographic um, area. Mm, yeah. So not too long after experiencing success in this endeavor, the railway came to the region and offered more opportunities for the region. However, the land still retained the devastating memories of war, homicide, death, and destruction. Yeah, there's all that blood the, that soaked into it. and Right. Yeah, yeah, there was, I mean, it was very bloody. It did not end well for the indigenous community that had graciously allowed the soldiers in. And mm-hmm. very bad situation. Yeah. So, on to the hospital. So, the structure is located at what many refer to as the foothill of the South Pittsburgh Mountain in the obviously the state of Tennessee. So in the year of 1959, four medical professionals founded the facility and named it the South, South Pittsburgh Municipal Hospital, or SPMH for short. Um, it consisted of a total of 68,000 square feet and was designed to meet the medical care needs of the growing community and even had a small wing for mental patients. With four doctors, or they? I'm assuming they hired more. They probably hired some more. (laughs) Yeah, it was like (laughs) ambitious. Exactly. (laughs) They're going to be busy. (laughs) Um, Over the years, there were um, you know physical additions were constructed throughout the you know several decades to the hospital. Um, Unfortunately, the hospital closed um, in the year of 1998, so it only really was open for 40 years. Now, That's actually not time, long. No, it's not. That's so not long. During yeah. this time, yeah. During this time, there are a lot of rumors about what had happened in the hospital, but not a lot of concrete, uh, you know, facts. Out proof, there. right? <clears throat> right. Yeah. So there's rumors, you know, about overstaffing, overcrowding. You know, most of the stuff you hear in the '50s, '60s hospitals, of course, especially any with a mental health wing. Sure. Um, you know, patient abuse. Um, there is a lot of talk about um, severe malpractice and mistreatment. Um, 
leading to there's some rumor that and it seems to be a pretty prevalent idea that there were so many um so many uh lawsuits filed that this is why the hospital had to shut down oh wow it just couldn't sustain because of you know all the malpractice suits um oh wow okay well that's kind of that's kind of telling you know what i mean like i don't think Mm -hmm. practice cases are exceptionally difficult to to try you know what i mean this is i get this knowledge because i used to date a lawyer so obviously (laughs) i'm an expert in law Mm -hmm. and (laughs) he actually did have a couple of malpractice cases that he said he's like i'm going to be working on it to even try to bring it to court for years they're exceptionally yeah, of, to try. So I'm sure it did cost right. us It is very difficult to prove, but yeah, they do last a long time. My uncle's a malpractice lawyer. Yeah. Um, I, think I, I but, think he's who I dated. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm Stay sure. away from my family. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I mean, it is incredibly expensive um, for everyone involved. So right. yeah. So the other you know, very logical opinion of why the hospital was closed is that there was a brand new hospital that opened in a nearby city and then, you know, this hospital just couldn't stay in the black. Okay. It was a newer facility and so people were going there. And this is a small regional hospital. This is not meant, you know, to serve, you know, a huge population. It's very regional. It's very just for the general areas that it's, that's surrounded it. Right, right. Smaller communities. Right. So, and yeah, there's not, I mean, that's pretty much it that you can find really about when it was running. You know, it's, there's a lot of rumors and conjecture and not a lot of concrete stuff about the actual hospital as far as when it was actually operating. So, um, during those 40 years, it, you know, just seemed to be a regular regional hospital doing its thing. Now, besides the rumors that we that we just discussed. Right, right. Now, did you, because I came across this in my research, did you come across, um, it was an article about a woman who had found medical records in the hospital. Yes. Did you see that article? Yeah, so there was, like, when it yes. was abandoned, they had it lo- taken care of, a lot of the stuff. It they, just like they just up and like, left. They just left. Yeah, yeah like, so- look at the picture behind me. That's actually from a hallway in the hospital. They just... There's crutches still there. Uh-huh. There's beds. There's medical equipment. This you can see this wheelchair here. Looks like what mm-hmm. filing cabinets. There's even mm-hmm. medical equipment still in this hospital. So it's just like they were like, okay, well, we can't do this anymore. Let's just yeah. go. <laughs> They're just gonna close it. Yeah. And yeah. so, and then they let people in, of course, for investigations and they do mm-hmm. um the ghost tours and all of that. So um, it's really a big deal to come to this hospital to do those kind of activities. So the general public is wandering around this hospital and there are unsecured medical records yeah. sitting out. Yes. When did it close? 1998, I think. Okay. Yeah, they this article that I had read, and I don't know if you read the same article, but this woman was contacted by this woman that found these medical records and she was like hey yo i found your daughter's medical records in the south pittsburgh hospital and you know i was like well for one good for you for finding them and reporting it but then you took it a step too far by actually contacting 
right the patience to be like hey guess what I'm looking at right now what's let the authorities handle that kind of a situation. I don't know. I was like, good for you. Oh, oops. Uh, too far, too far. <laughs> right. So your daughter had a fever in May of 1994, huh? Right. Like, how's her appendix scar doing? Exactly. How's her appendix scar doing? It reminds me of um, this friend of mine that I had had. He, she was a girlfriend of a friend of mine and I'd, become friends with her and and then they broke up and you know how things go. You just kind of, everybody loses touch or whatever. And mm-hmm. when I, she used to work for Wells Fargo and when I was pregnant with Koi, um, she had found me through email or something. Um, MySpace, maybe I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> good old MySpace. Good old MySpace. Actually, I think that actually came out. He was born in 2001. So I can't remember how she found me, but it had been years and I had had a checking account with Wells Fargo. And so we were talking and she was like, are you pregnant? And I was like, yeah, you know, cause enough of our friends knew that I was pregnant, mm-hmm. that it was like a, that kind of a circle that you hear about it. Right. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I am. I'm doing February. And she was like, you know, she's like, I looked at your checking account and saw you'd been spending a lot of money at babies R us. And so I thought, I wonder if she's pregnant. And I was like, what? Wow. Uh, Privacy Batman. Yes. I was like, what a surprise and huge invasion of privacy. (laughs) I was, I could not believe she had admitted that. I couldn't, I was like, so after we had finished emailing, I told my mom, I'm like, oh my God, guess what Nicole fucking did. (laughs) Good Lord. Yeah, Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. I, you know, I looked at your account and I noticed you'd been spending a lot of money at Babies RS. So I just wondered if you were pregnant. And I was like, I absolutely could have you fired right now. <laughs> <laughs> and arrested, probably. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm okay. Back to this woman <laughs> who, yeah. yeah People do it, though. Records, yeah. yeah. All, the do it. All the time. All the time. We exactly. don't. You and I don't. No. We're very perfect. We're very Just perfect, sure professional, running. ultimate, consummate professionals. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, look at this podcast for God's sakes. I mean, <laughs> it's, just, it's such a well-oiled machine. Really um, I mean, I'm besides gonna, the fact that we misplaced Archie, everything is fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's... I put okay. him somewhere safe. I put him somewhere safe. I Did you give him water? Later. I just couldn't remember where I put him because I put him somewhere safe so I'd be able to find him later. So that we wouldn't lose. Well, I'm going to put you here so we don't lose you. Forget where we put you. Where that, just got to remember where that safe place was. Right. That's just exactly the way I did when I lost my charger for one of my, I don't know, one of my fucking many gadgets. I'm going to put it here so I don't lose it. Oh, it was the fucking e, uh, EVP recorders that I was going to take oh. to Eastern State when I tore my office apart. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put it here so I don't were, lose it. You were in the state. <laughs> oh, also, did you look for Archie in the kitchen junk drawer? Because that's where I found my EVP recorder. Maybe he's there. <laughs> right? I kind of figure if I just stop looking, then I'll find it. He'll show up. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, now that we've bashed um, people that find medical records and look at bank accounts <laughs> and Archie. Uh, <laughs> Do you have anything else for your part? Or was that? No, no, that was pretty much it. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, great job. I loved it. Well, um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a 9.5 on this one. That's pretty, that's pretty solid. Yeah. And yeah, like, I, I mean, it's not your fault that you couldn't find, cause I know that you had been, you'd been like texting me and saying, I'm having a hard time with the history of this hospital. <laughs> well, the land is super interesting, but then that is 40 years it was operating. There was, there's not a ton of like concrete stuff out there, you know? Yeah. That I could find. So that, you know, this well, you know what? And I think that's really great that you didn't like, choose you, you chose not to include that in your part just because you couldn't verify it and we here at history right. of a haunting stand by our history it's accurate right. it's factual and every place that we talk about is haunted that's right we don't here. we're not making this shit up folks <laughs> we're not that clever frankly for one <laughs> right. and two <laughs> we don't have the time nor are we that creative we're really not that creative. Um, all right. Well, we will be right back, guys, with the hauntings of the old South Pittsburgh Hospital in Tennessee, not Pennsylvania. Uh, right after this lovely, lovely promo from one of our buddy podcasts, Happy Hour Gets Weird. Uh, I recommend you check them out if you haven't already, because these girls are amazing and they give you drink recipes that they're drinking every week. Love them. Really love them. These girls are amazing. And their drinks that they make nice. are really creative and, and tasty. So nice. happy hour gets weird, guys. We will be right back. Hi, I'm Cassie. I'm Tiffany. And we're the hosts of Happy Hour Gets Weird. On our podcast, we talk all things weird, like UFOs, Bigfoot, astrology, ghosts, and even true crime. And every episode, we create a fabulous new cocktail. So fabulous. If you're looking for a little weirdness, please search Happy Hour Gets Weird on your favorite podcast platform. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Okay. So you and Archie, I swear to God, with your tiny source list, um, the ghosts of old South Pittsburgh hospital in Tennessee. I, I really like this place, Laura. I really like it. It seems really cool. I, I did read a lot about the haunting. It sounds really, really interesting. Yeah. That's why I was kind of surprised mm-hmm. that the history of when it was operating is kind of, is so thin on the ground because it seems to have so much activity that I was like, what caused all this activity? Much more shit. Yeah, yeah. Like there has to be more stuff. Yeah. A thousand percent. Okay, so my laundry list of sources, uh, ghostcitytours.com, which was an amazing article written by Gretchen Upshaw. And I'm actually going to quote a section of her article in my part because she's a fabulous writer. I really love the way she kind of set the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Fright, Fra- Fright Friend, no, frightfind.com. <laughs> uh, n- new. Oh shit. Nougatoday.6amcity.com, an article by Mary Barnett, theheraldchronicle.com, steamit.com, an article by Adventures United, uh, and then my new obsession, Destination Fear, and then also ghost-story.co.uk. So, um, yeah, I really like this location. It's all. 
it's really jumped up high on my bucket list of paranormal places. Um, so I'm going to start my portion with a little blurb from uh, Gretchen Upshaw's uh, article that she wrote for ghostcitytours.com. Apparently, throughout the hospital, there are stuffed animals everywhere that are left for the ghosts of children, which I just find so heartbreaking, like I cannot even tell you. But um, when you go there... Also, like the creepiest Care Bears ever. But cool, go on. <laughs> there's actually a care bear there there are so many ghosts of children at this place apparently that like it's way more than like trans allegheny there there's a little girl named lily that haunts trans allegheny and so she has her own room and, and like filled with toys and stuff but way more than even than even that it's 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 so heartbreaking that these children can't find the light to cross over um, and they're stuck in a fucking hospital in rural Tennessee. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sure it's a lovely town, but I don't want to spend eternity there. And I certainly don't want my child there either. You know what I mean? Right. So she writes, quote, it's atrophied bones sit in the middle of a modest neighborhood in a tiny town off of a highway where she shamelessly displays her overgrown grass falling down chain link fencing boarded up windows and a roof that looks as if it's weeping it's been weeping for many moons so already this girl is painting like the most amazing picture of this place right she continues the hospital wins in the category of creep factor but beyond the expected spookiness she also appears grief-stricken it's as if she's been carrying the burden of everything and everyone that was a part of her living and dying years I love this chick's writing. It's fascinating. I actually then looked her up, looked her up and read more mm. of her articles. And I'm like, oh my God, she's just fabulous. Um, she says, we make it to what was once a nurse's station. And like packing mules, we sigh with relief as we unload our burdens from our shoulders. It could not have been more than 30 seconds of being inside the building when vertigo hit. I began to roll up on the ball of my foot without any control of my balance or body. My brain was sending lies to my eyes and my body didn't know what to believe. The lump in my throat followed shortly after and I began to feel a kind of uneasiness that has the power to alter who I am. Old South Pittsburgh Hospital, she was introducing herself to me. Ashante, and so it begins. Wow, that's a great... Isn't that great? Isn't that a great start? I was like, I gotta quote you word for word, honey. (laughs) So she says, a half an hour later, we were walking the cold, dark halls with EVP recorders and fancy night vision handicams with the intention of stirring up the energies and luring the, what she's calling unexplainables to come out of the blackness. Yeah, it's a ghost, sweetheart. That's what that, that's what she means by that. Right. Post ad questions. Get <laughs> <laughs> man's answers. <laughs> right. <laughs> As we headed to the clinic on the second floor, the air began to thicken. It felt like I was walking through cold soup as I entered that room, as I entered the waiting room for the ailing. Once inside the space, that discomfort lifted, but not in a quote, good now I can exhale kind of way, more like a quote, good another sucker ignored the signs kind of way. The voices began without abandon. The sinister ringleader with his Tim fucker, who is apparently never too shy to tell us how he really feels, 
to the woman's haunting whisper here and the laughter of curious children. Some of the voices sounded more menacing than others, but what they all had in common was the sound of desperation. I'm not sure what they were really saying, or I'm not sure what they were saying really mattered. It was their need to be heard that motivated their intentions. So I, I just couldn't, I was like, I want to quote this whole article in my opening, but I can't. So I like, it was just such a fascinating read. I really recommend everybody go and read the full article. Um nice. So I'll get more into Tim and I'll explain that EVP a little bit further into my part, but here are the basic details Mm -hmm. of this hospital. Many residents of the town of South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, believe that the bloodshed from the Civil War battle and the massacre of the indigenous people is what led to the hauntings in the hospital today, as you had basically said in your part, Laura. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to that were suicides in the hospital and other general traumatic deaths that, that, you know, happen in hospitals. Right. You know what I mean? There was also a doctor who uh, was probably a a number of these malpractice suits you talked about, who killed more patients than he cured. So the building is built on limestone. And like you mentioned, has water from the spring running underneath it. Mm -hmm. So... Those two geological characteristics together generally tend in the paranormal community. It's a widely held belief and kind of geological fact that there's a little that those two things create more energy. And in the paranormal world, we believe that it tends to make a really great source of energy for spirits to manifest. And I can't I mean, it seems like almost every place that we talk about that is just off the charts seems to have those two things you know mm-hmm. i mean i can't remember how many other places that we've talked about that it's the same thing same right. thing same thing you know right exactly like okay it's so very we have, like, as far as limestone and i would like to do a little bit more study into that but water we all know is a conductor for electricity right so exactly. that alone sure um limestone has always been there's there's um so, like you said, so many different locations that are either built on limestone, built out of limestone, that are just mm-hmm. notoriously haunted. There is something about the makeup of that particular type of rock that mm-hmm. is another great electricity conductor. So that mm-hmm. paired with water, I mean, I'm not a scientist, taking enough science classes to know, like, you know it's going to produce some kind of energy uh energy cannot be you know erased or lost or whatever it just transforms into new energy so stands to reason you've got water you've got limestone you've got yeah lost souls that are looking to manifest like i don't think I don't like the word manifest. I think that's something I, I just that I don't I've never liked that word. But if they're trying to do something, they're going mm-hmm. to take the energy from anything that they can. And here are two geographical characteristics in this place that are giving it in bucket loads, if you ask. Right. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Apparently, the hauntings didn't actually wait until the doors were closed to the uh, hospital. There are many accounts from former nurses, 
doctors, employees, and patients that suggest the spirits were already roaming the corridors and up to all sorts of kind of crazy hijinks when the hospital was in full operation. So that kind of leads a little bit of credence to your history of what happened on the land and our theory that, you know, all that horrible bloodshed kind of just stoked the fire. Right. And it's, I mean, so you had that terrible massacre and then you had just the lives of the people that were left, you know, mm-hmm. destitute for so long and just having a really hard, hard lives, hard living, you know, a thousand percent. Yeah, I completely agree. So apparently it was not at all uncommon for these employees to observe various inanimate objects, such as medicine carts, hospital beds, wheelchairs, and other items seemingly moving on their own. Individuals on overnight ghost hunting adventures in the hospital have also observed this phenomenon because like we were talking, they just basically were like, hey, guess what? We're broke now from all the lawsuits. Let's just lock the doors and go away and left everything there. So um, nurses once employed by the old South Pittsburgh hospital claim that they have observed dark shadow figures in the corridors and rooms of the building late at night when patients shouldn't be roaming the halls or were actually physically unable to be getting out of bed. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of these visions were enhanced by seemingly disembodied voices. Many of these nurses felt that these figures were intruders that meant harm against the hospital or patients. You know, we talk about it all the time in this, hi, pregnant kitty. Wow, you are rotund. So the employees felt that these figures were intruders that meant harm to the hospital and the patients. However, upon investigation by hospital security, it was discovered that there are no, there was no living presence in the region where apparent shadows were observed. So that that's very disconcerting. Um, my cousin is a security guard for one of the banner hospitals there in the Valley. And I mm-hmm. kind of want to ask him, like, have you seen? And he works the overnight shift. And I kind of want to be mm-hmm. like, have you seen some crazy shit? Um, I feel like it doesn't matter the age of the hospital. I feel like that's just going to go. It's kind of part and parcel right. with the hospital. You know what I mean? There's a lot that happens. A thousand percent. So as with most of these places and it being the only hospital for miles around, overcrowding became a thing. Hospital staff were overworked, causing some to die from ill health themselves brought on by stress. Um, The spirit of a doctor is still in the halls. This guy actually died of a heart attack in the elevator and was dead by the time he got to the third floor. I heard about this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's Mm -hmm. awful. Like he gets out on the first floor, has a heart attack, Mm -hmm. and he's dead by the time he's at the third floor. Um, He apparently isn't aware of that, and he has been heard still performing surgeries to this day. So, yeah, I think he's one of the most interesting ghosts in this place. I really, I find him fascinating. I think so too. And I watched a lot of shows um, and investigations, especially on YouTube, that have been here. Nobody yet that I've seen has captured this particular entity. Um, Again, like I said, he's talked a lot about about a lot though, like. mm Just in stuff that I read, I didn't mm-hmm. see anything like concrete, you know, anybody saying that attributing right. things to him. But well, I mean, you know, I mean, we're not looking up death records in this podcast or anything, but no, you know, no. um, yes. 
Again, there was another doctor that used to carry out unauthorized experiments on patients. EVPs of a man crying out in excruciating pain is often captured where this doctor's like main area of work was. Mm -hmm. So that isn't great. Um, There are a number of residual hauntings in this building. One guest on Destination Fear said, particularly in the nurses station, If you just sit there, you can still feel the breeze of people rushing by as if the staff is still carrying on their daily business. Which, you've been in Phelps, like we've been in abandoned Mm -hmm. buildings, and there are just some areas of abandoned buildings that are kind of closed off. Some areas Mm -hmm. have broken windows, you can justify that. Some areas, though, it's just stale, still air. So if you feel a breeze and it wasn't like your friend next to you or whatever, Mm -hmm. that's a little harder to explain. Don't you think? Yeah. It gets really stagnant in some places for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Hearing the elevator ding is common because there's, and which is weird because there's no electricity to the building. Right. Yeah. Um, There are, (laughs) not creepy at all. Um, there are entities inside that touch visitors, black shadows and apparitions of former patients and doctors reports of seeing strange balls of light, as well as again, the disembodied voices calling out, which Archie is not a big fan of. Not that he's not a fan of the voices. He just hates the word disembodied. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think anybody likes the word disembodied. I don't think so either. Um, that doors slam on their own and quote a presence still walks the now empty halls and rooms on every floor so i don't know if this is like this particular article is talking about one presence or multiple presences you you know how i am about quantity because i was asking you that the other day i'm like the last week's episode i think Mm -hmm. so What's interesting, I really, I'm telling you, Laura, this place shot to the top of my bucket list of investigations. Many doors open and close when requested to do so. That's a very difficult thing to have happen in an investigation. Can you make a loud bang if you don't want us here? And then a lot of times you don't either, either you don't hear it or you catch it on EVP Mm-hmm. which you don't hear for days until you get back and review it. But to actually be like, can you shut that door if you're here with us? And they hear it. That's very rare. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two elderly ladies that were in the detox psych evaluation wing during the 80s. And honestly, Laura, I feel like this is would be us. <laughs> oh, say less. <laughs> <laughs> One is a sweet and gentle lady. Her name is Irene, um, which she is particularly fond of younger males. When oh, she was <laughs> shut up. When she was a patient, um, only the younger orderlies could get her to cooperate with the doctors and the nurses that provided her care. The <laughs> other, less social woman is Nellie. She is of a saltier nature and does ask people to leave her room. She has her own room. She doesn't, and she doesn't nice. like it when they shut the door. So mm-hmm. they always make sure to keep Nellie's room open. The picture behind me might actually be the wing that Nellie's room is. I think it's actually one of these doors here. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, she has been recording, recorded saying swear words to male investigators. She does not welcome them and actually would prefer to be left alone. 
<laughs> uh, whichever one you think you are, I know who I think I am. I mean, the listeners can guess whatever they want to do. Um, <laughs> in room 308, a doctor was killed by a psych patient who went berserk and stabbed him repeatedly. This room is now the location of many of the reports of paranormal activity, most of which are paired with a feeling of fear and or despondency, which I, that's a specific emotion. Right, for sure. I don't know as I've ever heard that in in any of the history, like the hauntings I've ever researched on a location. And we're like approaching 90 episodes now. I'm like despondency. That's a new one. Mm -hmm. Um, The owner's son, Evan Hayes, says there have been things he has seen that no one can seem to explain. He says that he's seen locked doors become unlocked in front of him and has had doors mysteriously slam in his face. That's fucking rude. (laughs) that's just rude um there has not been power to the building for years but he says you can still see and hear things that just can't be explained such as again the elevators dinging as if they're going Mm -hmm. to open um phantom lights have been seen on in some sections of the hospital even if there is no power and you still hear the sound of medical machines so like the of yeah Mm -hmm. Um, monitored some right right yeah like humming yes exactly uh the sounds of phones ringing are also often heard even though there are no phones and the communication wires were all disconnected when the building the hospital closed Mm -hmm. several of the tradesmen that work at the hospital have reported hearing voices hearing singing and moans coming from empty rooms as if patients are in pain wow yeah Paranormal investigators who have investigated the hospital um, have had small rocks thrown at them. EVP sessions carried out by investigators have recorded approximately 13 different voices throughout the entire hospital, including three children. Three more children than I think any place should ever have, frankly. So um, abandoned medical furniture, such as gurneys and wheelchairs, will move on their own. Leftover hospital beds have been known to relocate to other previously empty patient rooms without any human involvement. Do you know how much energy that fucking saves? Right. You know what I mean? Like if they Mm -hmm. have to almost drain a camera battery to get out like a forward sentence on an EVP recorder, that takes a lot of energy to move a fucking bed from one room to another. I think maybe they're working together. I mean, maybe there seems to be a lot of fucking people there. It's probably a team effort. Mm -hmm. Um, The second floor of the hospital was home to the emergency room and general admissions, which is an odd place to put, Right, super far away. Departments, but okay. Yeah. A large EVP um, presence often picks up a rather disturbingly large amount of screams from men, women, and children. No doubt that their screams came from whatever reasons brought them to the hospital in the first place. Mm -hmm. Don't like it. I don't like it. Um, so let's talk about some of the main players in this hospital as far as the entities. There is the creature. Did you come across the creature in your research? I yeah. did. Yeah. So the creature is located on the third floor, known to attack women primarily who go up there alone. 
One woman had actually encountered him as she was walking down the hallway. He came out. This guy's kind of weird. He likes to change his eye color, which I, this is the first I've heard of that being done Mm -hmm. or happening. He came walking out from a wall and he had green eyes. He came back out from another wall and his eyes were red. And at that point he shoved this woman into the opposite wall. So this hallway, you can see behind me, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not narrow. That's kind of a force. Right. To it show. looks like a normal hospital hallway, you know, like when you're in a patient wing. Fairly where wide. You have the rooms across right. each other. Yeah, like you could definitely fit two gurneys a on bed. the side. And yeah, people can exactly. still walk through, right? Exactly. So very, they're wide, yeah. Right. Um, other people that have seen it says that he tends to says that he tends to crawl up the walls. I don't love that. Crawlers, don't crab walk, don't <laughs> slither. <laughs> If you're going to be a shadow person, just fucking walk down the fucking hallway. Don't right. fucking crawl even all just, weird. Like a little float is okay. A little float's all right. <laughs> a thousand percent. Why do you got to act like you're, ugh, don't love it. Um, I'm here for you, obviously, but don't act, don't creep me out purposely. Obviously, you're a shadow. I'm scared. You don't need to add to that. <laughs> Like, um, I'm impressed already. Exactly. <laughs> You're good. You don't need to do more than this. Just show <laughs> up in my picture. Shout at me in an EVP. Um, he tends to crawl up the walls and has been described as looking like a black mass that reminds people of a dog with long strips of hair. I say that in a very judgmental tone, but Chewy seriously needs to go to the groomer. <laughs> and it kind of looks the same way right now. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe. he sounds charming. Um, this particular creature is believed to be demonic in nature. He is approximately seven feet tall and a foul smell accompanies him whenever he is close by. They didn't define this foul smell. Uh, I think the smell of chicken wings is foul. So maybe he smells like chicken wings to me. Maybe he smells like a decomposing body to you. I don't, I don't, I mean, it's maybe yeah. it's relative. Something, no. Yeah. So, uh, do you know who Chad Lindbergh is? He's an actor. No. So he was in the Fast and the Furious, uh, the movie October Sky. He was on Supernatural and a bunch of other stuff. Okay. He actually um, partnered with a paranormal reality show on um, one of the paranormal reality shows. Um, and he has been to the old South Pittsburgh hospital twice. The first time he was actually attacked in front of several guests and the camera as witnesses by what they believe to be this creature. Um, yeah. And then a couple of years ago before the pandemic hit, he went back to kind of confront it and face it. Um, of course, all of the articles that I found uh, didn't tell me what happened because I believe that filming was shelved because it was going to be released in 2020 and then the pandemic hit. So I think we're mm-hmm. all just kind of waiting to see what happened to Chad Lindbergh. Um, he played the uh, Mensa MI, uh, MIT guy that in Supernatural that like lived at Ellen and, and Joe's bar in Supernatural. The Supernatural fans know what I'm talking about. Laura is utterly confused. Um, right. Now I know that one chick is on that show. <laughs> I'm it. telling you. I'm telling you, Charlie. I started like, watching it. I think I watched. Are great. The guests I think are really I've watched, great. 
I got a few episodes into the first season. I did like I am trying to make it like get there. Just it's there's so many episodes. It's are you watching? Are you starting it from season one? Well, yeah. I need to know what's going on. I love that you're doing that. <laughs> it's really good. I really do love it. I get into it. That's like a like a show I kind of go to sleep to. And then I have like my other shows that I watch too. But oh, I thought you were gonna say, and then I have like my terrible dreams because that's not a show you should be going no, to sleep no, no, to no. at oh, all. Oh, that one doesn't bother me. I did have the weird dreams and I watched the uh I'll be gone in the dark. Oh uh, yeah. I read the I book too. I don't know. I read the book, I know the case, and I was like, and then I watched those right before I went to sleep and woke up all very concerned about the well-being of my home and my son and was like wandering around checking the doors <laughs> doing weird shit at like two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no i will not go to sleep watching Dest- destination fear ghost asylum is a new one that i have found it's actually been on for a while but i just found it it's another mm-hmm. one i really like i won't go to sleep watching that i go to sleep watching big bang theory because yeah. Leia likes the happy shit. times yeah well, Leia you know, loves Leia... the big bang theory the big bang theory so yeah. we've also yeah, watching that I mean, um, who wants to fall asleep with the creature watching the creature? Nobody mm, does. Nobody does. So anyway, no. I'm interested Lindbergh. to see what that guy, like, yeah, what happened with him? That'd be interesting I to am see too, if he had such yeah. a strong experience the first time. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, he, uh, I love his character in Supernatural. And so, of course, you know, Supernatural, like, fans are going to watch this. Sh- it, it's a, It's a thing. Anyway. Um, yeah, anyway, he was attacked by this creature on in front of several guests and tune in to find out what happened when he confronted it when he went back. Um, <laughs> we're not TV guys. <laughs> um, one woman said that it actually shoved her head into the wall one night. Um, others felt like they couldn't breathe and still others have said it's awful and they wish the place is awful and they wish they'd burn it down. Nice. Yeah. Well, this guy is supposed to just really go after women, right? Like, he's not cool. He's not cool, but I guess he's not really a fan of men that kind of, like, tell him to go fuck off. You know what I mean? Uh, because Chad Lindbergh right. got attacked, too. So, um, yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of places are shows and, and things, uh, documentaries on YouTube and stuff that I watched, a lot of people kind of regard this creature as an overseer for the hospital. So if he doesn't want the other spirits that are there to talk to investigators, they ain't getting shit out of these other entities. Which, hmm. I don't so he's kind of a gatekeeper. Kind of, yeah. That's a really good word for it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So the next one I'm going to talk about is Buddy. And Buddy isn't, he's not great. But he's not great because like he's not like cre- the creature not great. It's just sad. <laughs> He's not great. I'm like, are they ever like, did we ever go? This one is fucking awesome. Okay, maybe the butler or that bellhop that would carry your shit, like in, Oh, at the hotel. At hotel, yeah, yeah, oh, in Canada. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. The one in Canada. Yes. The BAMP. The BAMP. The BAMP. The, the yeah. Like, that one I was like, yes. I think that's the only ghost I've been like, yep. I would like to meet that one. Day. A thousand yes, percent. Like, Which by the way, me. Belize, you're taking your girlfriend to Belize. No, you need to take them to the BAMP. Mm-hmm. So that she can experience the ghost butler that, although the Stanley Hotel 
does have the former housekeeper that will unpack your bags while you're gone. So maybe you should take her to the Stanley Hotel. I'm going to the Stanley Hotel with you. I know. Let's hope they unpack our bags because we're all staying. I, in that would be room. Nice. <laughs> it's going to be a massive slumber party in that fucking room. It is a slumber party. It's well, it is. Room. And what's weird is she doesn't like um, uh, people that are not married to sleep in the same bed together. Oh, she's so, going to be pissed because there's like <laughs> none of us are married to each other. We're all sleeping mm-hmm. in the same beds together. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I can't wait. I'm very excited. That's- I'm literally no, bringing I am all try, of my ghost equipment on that fucking I, trip. I am going to try to to maybe catch some stuff um, in the ruins. Um, and I'm crossing into Guatemala to go for a day trip to go to Tikal um, on my trip. And that I won't be able to report until it'll be a couple episodes from now. But I am going to try to record stuff. I don't know that we would ever be able to understand it. It should be uh, pre-Columbian language. but could be super interesting if i can catch anything on there it'd be really cool i mean like human sacrifice there it's ancient you know like could be really cool we'll see so you can use your voice recorder on your phone Mm -hmm. to do that Mm -hmm. or i will send you one of my evp recorders well oh i can pick one i'm sure i can buy one on amazon you can yeah yeah I'll just pick one up really fast. But I was going to use my phone. That was my idea. Was your phone, phone, yeah, your phone is just as good too. When we went to the Devil's Tramping Ground, I captured a ton of EVPs through just video recording. So like, nice, yeah. So I, I would imagine a lot up. of I would imagine a lot of folks um, capture EVPs on their like fucking iPhone videos that they don't even realize. <laughs> they don't even realize what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Um, but let's talk about a sad dead toddler. <clears throat> All right, that's this sounds great. You're like, can we just talk about my Belize trip some more? Because this right. doesn't sound great at all. So Buddy is a toddler that is also up on the third floor with the creature. He's another one of these spirits that the creature, when it, that's around, Buddy doesn't tend to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, this child actually died after being bitten by several baby rattlesnakes that he thought were worms that he had gone to pick up and picked up, which... I heard about, I I did read about this. this Yeah, yeah, don't, don't love it. Um, Mm -hmm. He is known for liking to play with people and he has been caught on EVPs asking to be held. Mm. I think the mother in me would just burst into tears and be like, I'm staying here for buddy. I don't care what's (laughs) else in the hospital. I just stay here. Um, however, like I said, it seems the creature tends to keep him at bay and he, but he won't come out often. He disappears quick if the creature is around because he terrorizes him. So fuck mm. this creature, uh, there have been reports of objects being rolled towards unsuspecting ghost hunters and visitors by buddy in an effort to have them roll it back and play with him. Oh, I feel like that would be like the best go on. You let me know how that goes mm-hmm. down there in the basement. I'm going to stay here and play <laughs> fetch with the ghost child. <laughs> right, really, it's real. what I would really rather mm-hmm. do. Um, there have also been reports of a child playing hide and seek and calling out. This child is believed to be a young girl that died of a head injury. Um, she has been captured on a thermal flear by a water cooler. So I was super excited when I got that little piece of equipment in the mail the other day. Nice. Um, she seems to be very playful in nature and is not aware that she has passed on. She seems to like to play tricks on those that aren't noticing what is around them. 
She has been captured on the flare playing hide and seek at the water cooler. So for those of you, if you're not aware what a flare is, it's basically a thermal imaging camera that just kind of detects heat signatures. Um, mm-hmm. The idea being that ghosts are obviously, they're not corporeal. They don't give off a heat signature like a human being does. So oftentimes you will see on paranormal investigation shows. Um, yes, Posty, I'm getting to it. Just calm down. I'll tell you the story. Um, often you will see on paranormal investigation shows or paranormal um, evidence that you might see on a YouTube show. Any voices has certainly caught a couple of these on a thermal camera. It's that like neon colored, red, orange, blue camera thing. A par- uh, an entity will show up as a blue light that comes across the camera when everything else is sort of red, orange, maybe even like, you know, purpley or whatever. Um, the idea being that the blue figure that just walked by is a ghost because obviously they can't draw in the heat from its surroundings. They can just draw enough to manifest and be seen. Wasn't that the, um, wasn't that the type of camera they used in ghost adventures when they recorded that band playing on that stage? That was an SLS camera. Oh, that was okay. the video game design camera yeah. that maps okay, out the, the main, human, the, yeah, the, the stick form. figures. Yeah. But it seems like it was based on a, a kind of a FLIR idea. Very similar, very similar. The FLIR it actually... It just draws in the lines, right? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. The FLIR itself is a um, military design, actually, and it was designed oh. for um, yeah, military use to detect um, enemies. Uh, in fact, when I got the FLIR, it came with a card that said, notice, this was developed for military application. If you or someone, if you find somebody is using this application for something other than like yeah, home, because uh, they they promote it as like something to like for homeowners. So if you, you can look at like heat signatures in your house and see where there might be leaks of like gas or whatever in your home. If you mm-hmm. find somebody is using this for anything other than these, ac- you know, applications, contact the United States military. Cause it was, it's actually a FLIR F L I R mm-hmm. is a military grade design. So oh, that's pretty cool. yeah. Um, it didn't say anything about ghost hunting on the card. So everybody listening, don't tell the military I'm using it for ghost hunting. For some reason, um, I don't think they'll care. Probably not, I hope. Um, So it does seem to be that there is a woman in pain on this floor as well. And they are, she has been captured screaming many times. It's kind of the same inflection, the same scream, the same voice. So they've named her originally the screaming lady. Wow. Really digging deep for that one, didn't they? I mean, she's no posty. Um... You are actually able to hear this woman with your own ears, which I think is fascinating. And Laura, do you know what kind of do you know what kind of class of EVP that is? So, is it number one when you can hear it on your EVP, and then you can hear it also auto like in your ear, and then the, like what two is just on the EVP? I don't remember after that. Like one, you know, then there's another one. Obviously, you only hear it on the EVP, and the other one is you only hear it audibly. Very right? good. Yeah, very good. I'm learning. Except you are <laughs> learning, except it's letters. 
Class A EVP is you hear it with your own ears and it's captured on the recorder. Class B is it's only captured on the recorder. You don't hear it with your ears. And then there's C, D, E. Like as you go down, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, but it's letters, not numbers. Good job. I'm okay. Listen. (laughs) Love it. I'm learning stuff. You are. You are learning stuff, which is good because you're going to need it in a couple of weeks. We're going to really fucked up place. Fucked up, man. Oh my God. So there are two nurses that actually died in the hospital from heart attacks and are believed to still be tending to patients. Wow. Um, in your research of the history and when you came across the hauntings, did you come across a man named Jim or James? Either one of those, obviously. Jim is short for James. I want to say that I did, and but there wasn't a lot. There wasn't like a big thing. Maybe just like a blip on one of the ghost hunting kind of sites that they had yeah, mentioned. For sure. Okay. So Jim, James. I'm going to call him Jim because uh, James is my son's middle name, and I'm not going to associate my child with this fucking individual. So Jim it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim was a pedophile that was molesting his mm. daughter. Mm-hmm. He died while living in seclusion in the basement of the hospital. They have like this little apartment area down there in the basement of the hospital. He died mm-hmm. of natural causes brought on by alcoholism. Alcoholism? No. Mm-hmm. Alcoholism. <laughs> Sip of wine to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he died of natural causes brought on by alcoholism and drug addiction. And actually, his body wasn't found for three days. Well, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, His little apartment is exactly Mm -hmm. to this day how he left it when he died, Laura. His prescription pill bottles are still there. Hypodermic needles are still there. The whole bit. His refrigerator and the food that was in it is still there. Oh, I think you told me one of the, some of the show they asylum. opened the fridge, mm-hmm. and they like the, stuff was the still yes, there. the so Tennessee gross. Wraith Chasers did another oh. investigation at this hospital, and they were finally granted access to this guy's apartment. And they opened up the refrigerator, and the one guy was like, "Don't do that!" And the other guy opened it. And the, the one guy, this big, huge, muscly guy i was like oh hold it buddy hold it because if you lose it i'm gonna fucking lose it and he was like wretched i'm gonna lose it yeah it was bad anyway evps have been captured of jim's voice which i found really interesting was that they were confirmed by people who knew him so these oh his voice that is yes, interesting it's his voice were like, somebody it's his can verify voice. it's his voice right it that's would be like, really interesting yeah it would be like if somebody that is not common your voice and i would be like right that's fucking laura that was <laughs> i know that bitch that's crazy i don't yeah. I, that doesn't happen often that's pretty it doesn't it really doesn't mm-hmm. i was really interested in that um, multiple EVPs of children crying in the vicinity whenever mm-hmm. he's around, giving most, um, lending to most people believing that they don't like him or want him around. And I cannot imagine why. Mm-hmm. Terrible, right? Really terrible. There is a lot of confusion and speculation that maybe he and the doctor and the creature are the same entity. 
but it sounds like they're three separate bad entities, frankly. Right. Um, there is also the naughty nurse. So guys, listen up. There has been reported physical deaths of nurses while on duty at the hospital. So there have actually been sightings of ghost nurses in the building. One in particular is referred to as the, quote, naughty nurse. She has been known to get physical with some unsuspecting ghost hunters by touching them in inappropriate places. (laughs) (laughs) Given the demonic association with the shadow figure on the third floor, it's anyone's guess as if it is truly a leftover spirit of a nurse who was employed there, the ghost of a long past uh, Chiaha tribe member, or something much more sinister, so... It sounds like one of those ladies got free. <laughs> one of like younger guys just right? running around, uh, right? Having her best life. I don't know as I would be a sexually assaulting ghost. I don't care how hot the younger dude was. I mean, maybe they don't realize. Like, I, I no mean, means assault. no. No means no. Um, although I don't, I. No, I don't think I know ghosts don't actually give a fuck about me too. Right. It just is what it is. They're ghosts. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, so if you're not willing to like, you know, you're not down with it, don't go to these places. Exactly. So wear a um cup. <laughs> wear a cup. Um <laughs> from everything that I like read and watched, uh, she is an ass girl, actually. She loves oh, her. really? All right. She loves she a, a, she loves a good man's ass. Um, all right, she likes a little pinch on the cheek, a little pinch on the cheek. If you can bounce a quarter off of it, I think she's here for it. Um, so back to um, the girl that I had, um, Gretchen Upshaw, that she had written the first, and I had that, yeah. So I'm gonna get back to her experience. Um, so there, she they captured an EVP that said Tim Fucker, and I was like, what the fuck is up with that? Um, that's always very disconcerting when your name is is captured in an EVP, whether it's complimentary or like derogatory mm. like this. As you know. Yes, Carrie is in trouble. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Wow. All mm-hmm. right. Great. So I'm going to go back and bring all my friends. <laughs> Carrie is in trouble because she's very stupid. Um, so apparently she went on to say that Tim is the lead investigator for Ghost City Tours. And uh, she tagged along with the excited visiting group to the proper introduction of the tour of the hospital. Um, She has a voice recorder and headphones. And she says, as I bring up the rear through the dark corridors and lifeless rooms with the leftover medical equipment, gurneys and hospital beds, we come around the corner and we head back into the cold soup, the clinic. Uh, She says, Tim begins to talk to the folks about what the room once was and the experiences that other visitors had left there. I I am standing a few feet behind everyone when I feel something blowing through my hair and onto the back of my neck. Just as the chill bumps begin to break out all over my body, the lump in my throat doubles in size, I hear a man's voice in my ear. He's saying, look at my fluffy butt. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's that's Laura's cat. Again, she just again. Yeah, she just wants love. Just pet her. It's fine. Don't throw your hip out though. She's pretty big. 
<laughs> bend with your knees bend with your knees yes yes seriously uh Aww. get that get that little back brace you got there <laughs> where is that is that handy <laughs> oh poor kitty no. you look beautiful you're so gorgeous <laughs> you should do a pregnancy photo shoot I really should. You should. It would that be funny? You should see her right now from the back because it's like tiny head, shoulders, <laughs> and then this just bows you out. Should. <laughs> it's like boom. you should do a pregnancy photo shoot. Oh my god. Okay. Um, she hears a man's voice in her ear. She says, "It's so disorienting that I can't tell." God damn! Sneeze happen. <laughs> I can't tell if I'm hearing it through my headphones or if it's in my head. The loudness of the voice and the presence invading my personal space sent me into a state of controlled panic. This woman is an exceptional writer. Like she paints a fucking picture. Mm -hmm. I abruptly took the headphones off. My sudden movement caused Tim to stop speaking and the others to turn around and squint through the darkness to see what was happening behind them. I moved through the group and handed the recorder and headphones to Tim saying, quote, I don't want these anymore. Something was behind me. It said something to me. With a shiver and a wave of nausea, I moved back to my spot behind the group, but not too far behind. Once the group had their tour assignments and ghost hunting gear, we turned them loose to explore the darkness and taunt the unexplainables. We decided to do the same. But before we went about our own investigation, we listened to that spot on the recorder that forced me to forfeit the fancy device. I was going to discover whether or not I was indeed hearing voices in my head or if those little buggers were coming through on the voice recorder. David, it's Neelan. That's what the voice said. The name David has a personal meaning, very personal, and very few would be able to make sense of the reference. Neelan, well, that's Tim's last name. They were welcoming him back. So she said that the rest of the tour, she felt cold chills, something continuously petting her hair. Don't do that. Don't touch my fucking hair. Again, I'm here for you. Just show me. Talk to me. Don't (laughs) touch my hair. As you can see, I'm constantly fucking with my own hair. (laughs) She's got it covered. I'm I'm fine. Stop it. Play with Laura's hair. No. No. Um, (laughs) uh, At one point, she was sent to sit in the nursery alone and after a few minutes became overcome with grief and started to cry. Um, As she did start weeping, and she was like, not like just, (laughs) but like actual like like ugly sobbing crying. Like ugly crying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As she did, they all heard the sound of her crying and a baby crying with her. Oh. Uh, she said the whole night was very active with EVPs class A and B. Um, yeah. So Destination Fear, Laura, you have watched this episode, is that correct? I did, yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend the show to everybody. It's a very interesting take. It's a new take on paranormal reality shows. Um so I, I highly recommend everybody watch this show. Uh, if you would like to skip this episode, I'm getting ready to ruin the whole thing for you right now. 
Um, <laughs> so Dakota and Alex had a piece of medical equipment thrown at them while they were on the second floor. Chelsea, the really hot uh, professional hockey goalie, heard a loud, yes, she's very cute. I'm telling you, Posty, it's true. She's not as cute as you, though. Um, Chelsea heard a loud bang while alone on the third floor. While they slept alone, they all heard a loud bang while each were on different floors, which I thought was really interesting because it's, what, three three stories? Three, three, three stories, yeah. So that would have to have been a very, that would have to have been a very loud noise for all of them to have heard it up the entire it's, hospital. It, it, it's not like just the three stories. I mean, it's a fairly decent sized hospital. So mm-hmm. with different wings. So didn't I you mean, say it was like 66 or 68,000 square feet? Yeah. So you're talking like, right. They not, they're not all going to be on top of each other on different floors. They're going to be spread out, spread out in different right. wings. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's, that's I thought that was fun. pretty impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of noise. Uh-huh. Happening. Um, Dakota heard unexplained voices. Alex heard thuds on his floor. REM pods went off on command. That is something that I've always been really, really interested in is when devices go off on command or in the res- or in response to a question. It's rare that it happens, but it does happen. And when it does, you kind of have to pause and be like, right, how is that happening? It's, ve- it's, it's something that's very unexplainable when it happens. Um, yeah, it'd be hard. If you can keep recreating it, right? We're talking about basically it's an experiment. If you can keep recreating mm-hmm. it with the same result, it's hard to say it's just a coincidence or something malfunctioning if it's doing it in response to what is happening. Again, yeah. I did see that part of the episode. It was very interesting. Yeah, really, really interesting. Um so that's that's what I've got on the old South Pittsburgh hospital guys as far as the hauntings. I do want to say in closing, I read this really amazing paragraph that I really just loved because I think it kind of sums up every location we've ever talked about, certainly the asylums, the hospitals, even the hotels. According to various groups, there is simply no quote perfect time in which to capture a shadowy figure on film or record a disturbing EVP. Simply put, the activity there is running 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just like a real hospital. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, Phelps Dodge Hospital certainly fits this bill. And um, I think some of the other locations that we have covered that were, because there's a lot of hotels that used to be hospitals. Same mm-hmm. fucking thing. The Jerome Grant, uh, the Crescent right. Hotel in, in Eureka Springs, mm-hmm. Arkansas. Um, so many of these places that for whatever fucking reason, developers were like, this was a terrible hospital where tons of people died. You know what? It's got the rooms. Let's make it a hotel. Well, it has the setup. I mean, that's the funny thing about the drum brand, too, is you go in. It's yes. And you'll notice that the doors are too, like, it's not. They're wider than a normal hotel. Because they used to fit yes. a derby in them. Mm-hmm. So, any other time you stay in those hotels that used to be hospitals, I mean, unless they went through and changed it all, which is very structurally I mean, and financially. Yeah, not very viable. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, you'll notice that the doors are wider 
And, you know, it, like, we'll get, you know, at least if you're not familiar, it'll give you a pause. You're like, why is this door so big? Oh, yeah, because they used to have to wheel people in and out on gurneys and surgical, you know, yeah, all this stuff in here. Yeah. Surgical, yeah, equipment and what have you. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so interesting. But, yeah, you can definitely tell that there's something off when you stay in a hotel that used to be a hospital. That used to be a hospital. Just, yeah. The Jerome Grand is one of the most amazing buildings I've ever been in. It just, we didn't necessarily feel the ghost there, but we Mm -hmm. definitely felt the history. And it's not because they play up the history, because they certainly do. I mean, that fucking elevator, for sure. I've never been in an elevator that old before. Um, You need a key to start it, and then you have to push like an old, it was amazing. but it's just one of those things where it's like brings me, I I'm going to always mention Phelps Dodge hospital on this podcast, guys. It just is what it is. It is an amazing location. Laura knows it. Archie knows it. Um, and you listen, loyal listeners know it as well. I'm, I, I'm going to be one of the first motherfuckers to book a hotel room in this hotel. That is the old Phelps Dodge hospital. It's going to be the same way, Laura. You know it is. No, it's going to be great. I mean, it, yeah, I'm interested to see what comes of it. Um, yeah. Because it's such an interesting place. Yeah. And there's so much going on. Um, it's a lot like going, like I said, I, you stayed in the Drone Grand recently. And then I stayed, yeah. I mean, back in the 90s. Right oh, shit, really? Opened. <gasps> As a hotel. Yeah, it had just oh opened my God. when I went. So yeah. it had to be 90, I mean, we're talking like 97. 90, I mean, it was a long time ago, 98. So you're pretty fucking old. Um, you're old. I could have been a small child. You don't fucking know. <laughs> you don't know I my do. story. I do know. Fine, I wasn't a child, but I, whatever. <laughs> she wasn't anywhere near a child. No, I, was, I might have been having alcoholic drinks in 98. Legally. <laughs> barely it was barely legally but barely but there yes so yeah it, actually i don't i think it, i don't even think i was legal yet i think i was like 19 or something so i had to be stop out. incriminating yourself on this podcast just mm. you were legal so late 90s late 90s <laughs> um yeah but it was such a cool experience then and that was before you know, we had heard it was haunted and what have you, you know, the history of it, you know, and then you stay there and it's just, it is just a cool, cool mm-hmm. place to stay. Cool place to stay. Regardless I of- just, I still question like the developer that's like, oh, a creepy hospital has been abandoned for X amount of years. A hotel sounds like a great idea. What do you guys think? Yeah. Boutique spa. <laughs> okay. But you can't, I mean, it works because we want to go to those places and so does everybody else. Everybody wants to go to the Drum Grand. You can barely even get in that place. Honestly, I really think It's a gorgeous hotel. It is a gorgeous, and the town is amazing. But that's the only- It sits on the top with that view of the Red Rocks. I mean, it's- It it is. Across, Drum is built into the side of a mountain. Oh, it's just gorgeous. It's on the very top and looks I'm looking, I'm like, I'm looking at all my pictures of the Jerome Grand, like here in my office. And I'm like, it is gorgeous. But it's really pretty. And I'm I'm thinking it is creepy. It is a creepy idea. (laughs) I'm thinking that that might be what the the new buyers of Phelps Dodge Hospital are wanting to create, like a, a Southern Arizona Jerome. 
True. I mean, Drum has the sort of Drum was just kind of an artsy town. It was right next to Sedona, which is also an mm-hmm. artsy town. Yes. It and is a big tourist destination. Yeah. Um, but it had and it had, you know, it had been almost a ghost town, um, an old mining town. It had a lot of stuff, and then the artists and the hippies moved in and it became it was very artsy, you know, it in still the still is. So, it's kind of over. It's a little yuppie-ish now. It's kind of overrun a little bit, in my opinion. Now it's mostly the wineries. People come in, they go to the uh, wineries. Yeah. It's not quite as like yeah. like it, how it was, where it was more organically hippie kind of artsy. Back mm, um, yeah, I just was there for the wine. Oh, also in the the Christmas shop. Mm-hmm. You're all and they they had wine. That's like, they had wine and they had like a, a shop that was dedicated to Christmas. <laughs> Which is cool. All right. It is. Um, anyway, so yeah, I don't see I um, again. Again, a million percent. We love to sidebar here on history of haunting. Um, old South Pittsburgh Hospital. I don't see this becoming a fucking boutique resort <laughs> or a hotel. I don't see that happening at all. But no. um, I really did like it. I really it shot up way shot up to the top of my um, paranormal investigation bucket list. Uh, there's I can't actually, be too too far from you, is it? It's I don't know, but hours away. Eh, that's not. It's terrible. not terrible. Um, they are actually having. Oh God, Laura, I looked into it today. Uh, they are actually having a um, paranormal investigation for a very reasonable price, and. Mm-hmm. When you go, you can ghost hunt. It's on August twenty first, which is a Saturday this year which I, I love. I really prefer to go sit on a Saturday because, you know, I work mm-hmm. and I record and I edit, you know, Saturdays are really the only day I have to like do anything. But um, Rick McCallum is one of the, uh, he is an influential person in the paranormal community. Also Doogie from not the doctor show. Neil Patrick Harris is not coming. Mm-hmm. But he's going to do Broadway through it, which would be like fantastic. Right. Exactly. I love him. Um, No, not him. Um, (laughs) uh, He is one of the Tennessee Wraith Chasers of Ghost Asylum. Oh, okay, cool. That show that I just started, I was like, oh, God, Mm. he's going to be there. I love him. He's so amazing. Um, He's going to be there and they're going to do a ghost hunt of the old South Pittsburgh Hospital. So I'm actually kind of debating going by myself. Which nice, that sounds like a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun, um, but it also would not be the smartest thing. I won't be in the hospital by myself, but I will be traveling by myself. And uh, that's not really the brightest mm. idea. So. But it does sound, yeah, this place sounds really interesting, like a really, really cool place to go check out. It does. You can actually book private paranormal investigations, which I am thinking about doing, but we're starting to get booked up for the year. So Chris, Audra, and I are actually planning next year's investigations, which everybody includes Waverly Hills. Nice. Yes. Do you want to go with us to that one? Uh, maybe. Depends on when it is. Remember, we got to do New Orleans next year, too. Oh, uh, we got it. Oh my God. We don't have to investigate. We just need to go there and drink. <laughs> Maybe walk around. I'm not just, going you know, to that's New a Orleans full-time to drink. Job. I'm going to New Orleans to investigate. A thousand percent. What are you talking about? Four hours in investigation. 
20 Look, hours. It's a four day. It's a four day. <laughs> we're going to do a four day trip. Let me investigate for two days. We'll drink for the other two. Mm-hmm. I just had one goddamn <laughs> toe in that city without investigating. I fucking I drove through it for four hours. It was like EVP recorder everywhere. Just, <laughs> I love I, New Orleans. I, oh God. Yeah, my EVP my EVP recorder will be at a jazz bar. But cool. <laughs> I'll be like, I don't know what you picked up, but <laughs> this guy sounds like Reaper Jazz Band. <laughs> this guy sounds like BB King, don't you think? Listen real close. <laughs> Three birth jazz band. Sounds uh, <laughs> really thousand percent. <laughs> anyway, that was the old South Pittsburgh Hospital in Tennessee, guys. What did you think, um, Laura? What do you think? I think it sounds rad. Uh, I do too. There's a lot of um, a lot of uh, a lot of haunting stuff going on there that seems to get. Um, Corroborated a lot. There's a lot of people that go and attend the ghost hunting there that come out and say that, you know, they got this data, they got, you know, that's things happen. Of, yeah, that's kind of like you're the skeptic. And you have said before mm-hmm. on a number of occasions, you want to believe. You just have never, never mm-hmm. been given any reason to believe. Um I I hope that College Hill does that for you. Although mm-hmm. I don't know if you really like. A lot of people say College that. College the funnest place. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Like, I want to believe. I want to be shown. But then when they're shown, they're like, I didn't want to be shown that. So I'm a little <laughs> like nervous about like what you'll. Yeah, I know it will happen, but um, I. Uh, this seems like one of those places, though. Like, if it's um, like if something's going to happen, this is one of the kind of places that it would happen. To me, in my mind, because of just all the reports and and all of those things. And of course, you know, I mean, we can try to explain away everybody's experience and oh, for sure, yeah, all of that. But um, it does seem like there's a lot of stuff going on in this location. And I think uh, if you're chasing an experience, this would be a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely I I think so too. I really want to go to this event. But I don't, I mean, I'm willing to go by myself, but I really don't want to hear my mother. She wouldn't, I'm 44, but my mom would be like, bitch, please, you're not going alone. (laughs) Okay, mommy. It's also going to be like, I'm not going with you, but you're. No, 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 no. That's why she didn't go to fucking Philly last weekend. She was like, I want to see Philadelphia, Liberty Bell, I'm here for it. DC, I want to go. Eastern State Haunted Prison? No, sorry, I'll stay here with all three dogs that are psychos. One that has severe separation anxiety from me. Yeah. So anyway, guys, yes. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, we will find Archie eventually one day. Laura was will look in her kitchen junk drawer. He's probably there. Um, we will bring him back as soon as we possibly can. In the meantime, um, be looking forward to this episode and Laura, your score from Archie. Um, I don't know if we're looking forward to it, but it will be entertaining nonetheless. Like I fucking get it. It's um, <laughs> if somebody were having to do my portion, I would be like, <clears throat> "Go on." I had to do it once. It was awful. You did. <laughs> you did great. It's I, tough. I, it's tough. You did really. Into, good. You know, it's tough stepping into um, your shoes or Archie's shoes. You know. Um, so I just hope I'm doing it justice and uh, everybody's enjoying it. So yeah. 
Yeah. You did mine. You know what? I should have scored your part when you did mine for right? Juliet Prison. Um, I would have yeah. scored you a nine. Hey, that's pretty good. You're pretty generous. Yeah. 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 We're gonna see what the Russians I'm also the most so. critical one on <laughs> the podcast because, like, you this know, this is true. It's my baby. Um, it is. It is. Yeah, so you did really, really good. Um, and you were really excited about it because your sister was there or she was born in that prison or something along those yeah. lines. <laughs> yes, Kate will love that. Um, yeah, I was, um, <laughs> I was, she was born in Joliet. I did uh, live in Joliet for quite a while. The town of Joliet. You need to specify. Right, yeah. You're oh, like, you hung out there? In Joliet. Oh, the prison? Okay. <laughs> Laura's sister was born in Joliet prison. Uh, my damn mom. No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> my mom is a saint. Um, yeah. All right. You so, did really. But good. yes. Yeah. Thank so you guys. I'll go morning. back and listen to it. <laughs> all right. So, so tomorrow morning, we're going to, uh, yeah, Julia Prison, check it out. I give her a 9.5, which is very, very high. Um, <laughs> because I'm very, very critical, as you have already learned real quick. <laughs> Um, anyway, that is it for old South Pittsburgh hospital. Laura, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us on Twitter, the TikTok, Facebook, HOAHpodcast.com, um, Instagram, MySpace. If you go back far enough, um, <laughs> somewhere Carrie has said something about right? the I bet Carrie August. still has, <laughs> Carrie still has. Probably, yes. Probably. Maurice the Space Cowboy. Let's go see what song she has played. Yeah. Um, it's probably <laughs> something from Coldplay. Um, <laughs> Maroon Five. Fuck off. Maroon Five. <laughs> Same difference. Um, kind of. Yeah. What else? I think I hit them all. And uh, yeah, yeah. Follow us it. on all those things, and yes. we'll harass you back. Yes, we will. Uh, Laura and I have personal the TikToks. Uh, mm-hmm. I am H O A H Carrie. She is H O A H Cohast. No, uh-huh. not too. Laura. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, lots of fun stuff coming your way, guys. We are super excited. Uh, next week's episode, we are going to Pittsburgh with the H, Pennsylvania, and a location in my second home away from home. And uh, yeah. Guess what that's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Laura, um, please be sure to comment, rate, review, and subscribe to Archie's review and score of your (laughs) history of. I'm sure. I've lost it. I'm sure I won't be able to miss it. So, really looking forward to that. Anyway, guys, we love you. We thank you so much. Um, If you've been to this location, let us know. Uh, Again, always rate, review, and subscribe. To that end, stay safe out there because you never know who or what is listening. Listening. Bye, Bye, guys.